The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey, bringing you this show every Sunday morning to educate you on many topics about health and creating a partnership between you and uh, medicine. Um, Every Sunday, I bring you special guests to touch base on topics that you ask about, and today is no different than any other day. Um, I'm bringing you kind of a unique show. Um, It's going to be on genomics or genomics, um, which is really very, very, very interesting to me. Um, I was talking to my guests before the show, um, and it's just fascinating. But before we get to that, I'll keep you hanging a little bit more, um, just give you some more information on the group to reach anyone at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. It's 973-285-7800. Please visit our website at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. And again, the website for this show is AnswersLiveNJ.com. Again, that's AnswersLiveNJ.com. Every show that you listen to here live on the air will be on that website for you to re-listen to. Again, write me any notes or emails through that website also. I do put on all your requests for shows eventually once I find an expert on that topic. So again, today... Um, our topic is going to be on really basically precision genomic medicine, which uh, my special guest is Dr. Ar- Arnold Palais. He's going to explain to you, just like he explained to me, exactly what that is. Um, we're going to go through that. Good morning, Dr. Palais. Good morning, Tom. Nice to be with you today. You too. Thank you so much for coming in. Dr. Palais is unique. He's also a family medicine physician. Um, he has his own practice in Montville at 170 Changebridge Road. The phone number to reach Dr. Palais after the show is 973-575-5540. Again, it's 973-575-5540. He'll be also giving you some more information on the genomic information from Morristown and Overlook Medical Center. So again, good morning to you, Dr. Palais. Um, Our topic today is precision genomic medicine. Uh, Before we get into that topic, um, let's talk a little bit about you and your background for the listeners. Well, I'm from New York, and I trained at Boston University uh, in both the undergraduate medical school accelerated medical program. I did a residency in family medicine here in New Jersey and uh, started a practice in Montville uh, in, uh, well, 1986, I guess it's been a couple of years now, Tom. Right. Um, it has since flourished into a uh, six-site group called Vanguard Medical Group. We are a uh, patient-centered medical home regional primary care group that really looks carefully at preventative care and diagnostics. Uh, we go to a number of hospitals 
And we really pride ourselves in uh, real good quality healthcare. One piece of that being precision genetic medicine, which I also uh, do at Atlantic Health, uh, that is Overlook and uh, Morristown Medical Centers, where I help found a program in personalized genomic medicine, um, which is by semantics has also been called precision medicine. Um, as a matter of fact, President Obama in the State of the Union address has really uh, put a focus on this, Tom. Right, and in light of that, um um, President Obama mentioning that. Can we talk about briefly what it is? Because I, like I said, as we're talking before the show, became so fascinating. So for the listeners, what is it? Well, basically, precision genetic medicine tries to really pinpoint focus uh, both diagnostics and therapeutics for patients. So uh, the old uh, methodology, which was looking at people's gender, their height, their weight, sometimes ethnicity, which is of value without doubt, Tom. Uh, now we really hone in on using people's genetics, uh, both the technology and the cost and the applicability of genetics has really dramatically improved of late. And so that we can do a genetic screen on an individual and really determine um, things at what they're risk for or what kinds of diseases they may have. And so we can really arrive at a much more precise a uh, way to treat them or to work them up so that their therapy is very individualized. I'll use the word tailored for that specific person so they can get much better care, sometimes much more cost-effective care, and with better outcomes. Okay. So with genomic medicine, um, you're able to basically predict um say, heart disease or cancer in someone? Well, in many cases, that is correct. So uh, we can do what is very well known in the literature, BRCA testing, uh, something that Angelina Jolie was very well noted. Uh, And so we can take a woman with no symptoms, no signs. She might be 30 years old, and she might have a certain family history. And I don't want to leave this uh, broadcast without being very uh, much focusing with your uh, listeners Family history, Tom, is very important. So while we do use technology of genetic testing, it's really valuable for the listeners to know that when you're at gatherings with family, Thanksgiving, Easter, Passover, whatever holidays it may be, if you can be more defined with your family, your aunt who had leukemia, at what age did she have the diagnosis, and what kind of a leukemia was it, et cetera, because when you bring that information to physicians like myself who practice genetics, we can really hone in on that so we know what kind of a test might be best prescribed for them to get the best therapy. But moving back to breast cancer, for example, in that 30-year-old individual, if she has a higher risk because of family history of breast cancer or a certain uh, Ashkenazi Jewish background, for example, she could then undergo BRCA testing, a simple genetic test from either blood or a saliva sample that gets sent off to the proper lab and will determine if she has a much higher than normal risk of having breast cancer. Well, then, Tom, you might say, so what do we do with that information? What's the value? of that information. Well, it's extremely valuable. First and foremost, she might have more intensive evaluations or screenings via either mammogram or even breast MRI. Secondly, she might take even more involved measures such as Angelina Jolie, for example, not to keep going back to her, and might have preventative prophylactic removal of the breast, if appropriate, because she might have an 80 to 90% risk of having breast cancer in her lifetime. These are personal decisions, and precision genomic medicine helps people arrive at that process. Okay. You were talking about the BRCA testing. Is that, uh, say I went, when do you test someone? So is it when someone becomes ill, or if I'm your patient, do you 
do you foresee in the future is everyone will get genetic testing and it'll be on file? Well, it's How funny, it's funny you say that, Tom, because I do talk to many, many people in the lay public and the physician community alike. And I do think it's not that far off from the process where you would get a CBC, a Chem 7 blood, simple blood test, a cholesterol analysis. And, and it's not too far off from the way where we'll actually having people get uh, a simple but f- either a moderate or full genome sequencing, and that is a one-time test. That's one of the beauties here. While it's not always cheap to get that test, although prices have uh, dropped dramatically over the last number of years, but once you have the test, you don't have to repeat that test like you repeat cholesterol or x-rays or CBCs, and that if that information can be properly held in a secure, safe location in a health record, by a hospital or even preferably at a medical doctor's office, let's say myself, it can then be utilized in the future for predictive medicine testing, such as breast cancer. How about a whole other area called pharmacogenetics, Tom? Pharmacogenetics is where we can now prescribe the best medication based on genetic testing. Someone may be a slow or rapid metabolizer of codeine, which is a cough medication, or for lipid-lowering medications called statin drugs. So the usage of these meds can be totally altered and changed based upon the proper uh, prescription for these patients based on genomic testing. It's just an unbelievably fascinating field. And this is what this precision medicine is. It's about that. So we are, uh, the initiative that the president is suggesting is a $215 million initiative to do more research, to do banking of genetic information, again, with strong, careful um, techniques to keep that information safe and secure. There's a lot of patients I know worry about that. And that information can then be used in bio uh, mathematical modeling. What I'm saying is we have these large supercomputers that take the whole human genome sequencing, which is very large. It's 25,000 genes uh, that we have in people's bodies to check, and we can then use computer modeling to determine who's at risk of prostate cancer, breast cancer, who's at risk of having uh, blood clots, things of that nature. And then by using that information, we can stratify patient populations, that's called epigenetics, and we can arrive at someone like you, Tom, we might say, based on your genetics, you're likely to have XYZ condition. Did you consider this intervention, both lifestyle or medication, et cetera? Back to my breast cancer woman, a woman who's 30 years old with no breast cancer might be prescribed tamoxifen, which is normally used in women who have breast cancer, Tom, but she may be at such high risk, she takes it as a preventative agent for that. So that is preventative screening with genetic testing. Then there's a whole another element of people who have been, been diagnosed with conditions such as cancer, who can have genetic testing determine the best therapy for them. So if I can elaborate a second further, so a woman may have breast cancer, stage one, early breast cancer, two friends who play mahjong together, and one friend has a high likelihood of recurrence, a recurrence risk score based on her genetics. Another one has low risk of recurrence. So the individual with low risk would probably not receive chemotherapy. And the other individual with high risk would benefit from chemotherapy. A dramatic difference both in her treatment, the morbidity, how she feels, and in her long-term recovery. And this is just a dramatic example of how patients can respond through personalized genomic medicine for their care, really tailoring their care like a suit, 
like a dress for how they get cared for. Could this testing help someone who's already um, afflicted with a type of illness? So I'm just listening to you about breast cancer. So you have a woman who has breast cancer, maybe listening to the show, now has a reoccurrence that has never had genetic testing before. Um, would genetic testing help someone like that to understand maybe different types of chemotherapy are better for her, or are we not there yet? Where we oh, can... we are there yet. We are definitely there, Tom. A good deal of my colleagues, uh, for example, at the Atlantic Health System, will be uh, routinely using modalities of testing, something called HER2, H-E-R space 2, is a certain marker on the uh, outside of breast cancer cells, and that marker can determine if she would respond to Herceptin, one of the very well and commonly utilized chemotherapeutic agents. So yes, we are there now at the stage where having genetic markers makes a dramatic difference on how we handle patients with a diagnosis so we can uh, prescribe the most appropriate and pointed uh, care for them. So a patient that one of our listeners that would be listening would have to ask their physician to be genetically tested? Is that what you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I work not only in my private practice in, in the Montville Vanguard group, but also I work at Atlantic Health, both at Morristown Overlook Hospital in a, a genomic center. It's the Jacobs Levy Equity Management Personalized Genomic Medicine Group. And we have that center where uh, many of the uh, physicians in the community in North Jersey, as well as patients themselves, are referred in for specific evaluations. We have a robust group of genetic counselors and geneticists, uh, including myself, who will evaluate these patients and determine if they are uh, appropriate for certain testing that will help them arrive at risk stratification for predictive models of conditions or for those who have a diagnosis already, how they may best be handled. But again, I don't want to lose track of what I mentioned earlier. Family history is really important. So it's not all about technology and cost. As a matter of fact, many times the cost is dramatically reduced for healthcare by this testing. Think about it. If a woman does not receive chemotherapy for colon or breast cancer, or a gentleman who has prostate cancer, and our genetic testing arrives at methodologies that don't, don't require uh, chemotherapy, you've saved upwards of $100,000 on that patient's care, Tom. All right. That's amazing. That's um, just I'm, I'm sitting here in awe of all the different things, just learning about this. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Palais, and we'll be learning a little bit more about genomic medicine. There's a unique place in New Jersey that more and more people are discovering. A pioneer in healthcare leading the way with programs like their nationally recognized spine center, skull base surgery center, and their brain tumor center. That place is Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, ANS, improving lives with exceptional neurosurgical services, medical firsts, and one-of-a-kind programs. ANS, home to New Jersey's largest group of world-renowned fellowship-trained neurosurgeons offering advanced treatment options. ANS, a leader in stroke care with a success rate greater than the national average. Among the first in the country to use stent trievers, allowing surgeons to immediately restore blood flow to the brain. ANS, the leaders in spine care, using the latest minimally invasive techniques for spine surgery that actually reduce recovery time from weeks to days. ANS, restoring hope and helping patients regain their lifestyles. And it's all happening right here in New Jersey. For more information, go to ansdocs.com or call 973 Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. I'm doing an exciting show today on precision genomic medicine with my special guest, Dr. Arnold 
Palais uh, from Atlantic Health Systems, both Morristown and Overlook. And he also have his private practice in Montville, New Jersey. You can reach him at 973-575-5540. Dr. Palais, before we went on the break, um, you were really, really educating us on what precision genomic medicine is and how how important it is for ham family history. But one, something you said before the show kind of uh, got me. Now, I'm a medical background. I've been in medicine for 20 years. And you said a lot of people um, are cautious about having this testing. And it's like, we keep their information safe. But for me, maybe because I'm medicine, I'm like, why wouldn't you want to be genetically tested? I, I w- I'm more worried about my my financial information maybe being stolen or or something. But what would why should someone worry about having their genetics tested? Have- well, glad you brought that up. It turns out that I'll answer that with a, a word called GINA, G-I-N-A, the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act. It was passed under the uh, time of President uh, George Bush, and it basically prohibits uh, insurance companies from utilizing genetic data to rate, R-A-T-E, rate patients. That is one thing people worry about a lot, Tom. That makes that sense. I'm a healthy person, 30 <clears throat> years old, and I get a test that says I'm highly suggestive of having a heart attack when I'm 50 or 60 years old. Now I'm concerned my insurer will rate or charge me more. That is illegal according to GINA. So that's one good piece of information. I think some people get a little worried of who would use and misuse the data. And I'm always uh, a strong advocate of uh, of using carefully uh, Produce data that is um, encrypted and stored safely in electronic health records. So I know my group, Vanguard Medical Group, spends a lot of time and effort in keeping data secure and safe so it cannot be hacked into or misutilized. But uh, beyond those, I think the only other example why people don't always want to get testing is uh, let's use neurology because uh, that's something you're involved with, neuroscience area. Um, there are certain markers for people who might be more apt to have Alzheimer's disease let's say, based on family history and other markers in the blood. Uh, Presenilin is one example. We can do certain panels that can be done through genetic testing. And so I might argue, uh, or people say to me, well, Dr. Palais, why do I want to know if I'm more likely to have Alzheimer's disease? And the answer really is a complex one that could take up a whole radio show. It's a bioethics of genetic testing. But the short answer would be that many people do want to know about that. They want to be aware, like people know their cholesterol and my risk of a heart attack based on a high or low cholesterol and my ratios. And the same way, there are certain diet lifestyle modifications, as well as the early institution of therapies such as uh, Aricep, Nemenda, Exelon, etc., that if they're used earlier for patients, it will improve their memory for a longer time frame. So it, don't take it from me, but there have been studies, front page of the New England Journal of Medicine, one is the REVEAL study that clearly demonstrates that most people in the population do want to know right. their risk of having certain conditions. Now, I have to give one exception to that. There are certain conditions that you and I may be walking around feeling well, and if we do a genetic test looking for a condition such as ALS, you know, Lou right. Gehrig disease, if you have that test and it's positive, you will get that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't think I want to know that. And so I never recommend that as a screening test for anyone because that is, you know, a, right. a, a death sentence. Right. But to do you. heart disease, diabetes testing, uh, emphysema conditions, these are valuable tests that we all want to know when we see our physician, people like myself in my general medical practice. So if you want to know if your risk of heart disease from your cholesterol, why not want to know your risk of other conditions like heart disease? 
based upon genetic testing. So you can specifically test for specific things? We can, but again, it de- it varies, and it depends usually on one's family history, right. one's concerns, et cetera, and, or exposures. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you all your listeners to hang up the radio and immediately all get genetic <laughs> testing. Right. Of course, that would be silly. We can both agree. But I think the fact of the matter is there's a host of different tests out there. There's over 2,000 genetic tests available on the market these days, and when properly ordered and screened for the right individual, you can make a dramatic impact for, for someone. I'm going to give you one tiny example. A 40-year-old gentleman may have uh, a father with prostate cancer, let's say, and he may think that PSA blood testing is a way to screen. He would be wrong because, as a matter of fact, PSA is not a good marker in any way, shape, or form for prostate cancer. However, if he has a change in his PSA and then has a urine test, it's called PCA3. It's a uh, test for the expression, the gene expression of PSA. That gentleman could now have a likelihood of prostate cancer based upon that test as opposed to not likely from prostate cancer and an elevated PSA purely on the basis of BPH, older man's prostate. So we can sort of, again, stratify these two individuals, and one has a high likelihood he should head to the urologist and have prostate biopsies, whereas his buddy who plays racquetball with him should probably not bother even worry about his elevated PSA at all. And that's in a younger 40 or 50-year-old gentleman who isn't even thinking prostate cancer, and I could uncover those people with genetic testing, and I could stratify who needs testing and who doesn't need testing. So in essence, I'm really helping them in a very individualized, personalized matter, a.k.a. precision medicine. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, the future is going to be um, with this precision medicine. Um, you're talking about prostate cancer. Let's talk <clears throat> Excuse me, a little bit about cardiovascular disease. Um, how, how important is this genetic testing for cardiovascular disease? Well, it's very important. Uh, an example I always like to produce for people is people come to me all the time with chest pain of an uncertain nature, Tom, and it, it's happened on and off over the weekend. They're not sure how they're feeling. And, you know, the direction that tends to occur these days is they might head for stress testing, exercise stress testing, which can be revealing and many kinds not revealing. Well, there is genetic testing. Again, as you can imagine, I'm going to lead up to, and this genetic test will look at analysis of the blood because there are more and more theories that a heart attack is an inflammatory event, okay? It's not just blockers of the artery. We can spin down the blood, do a genetic analysis, have rapid turnaround, and and tell whether someone has chest pain that is likely to be induced from a cardiac event as opposed to those who are not. If the test is negative, you probably don't need any further cardiac intervention. If the test, the genetic test were positive, then you probably should get quickly to having a cath lab, having intervention, and you might then at that point need to have stents placed and or a coronary bypass surgery. And then, of course, genetics comes into play again, because I mentioned maybe earlier, Plavix, the number two prescribed medication in America, there's a black box warning that the usage or the proper usage of Plavix should be based on the metabol- how you metabolize that medication. Some people are rapid metabolizers, some are slow metabolizers. If someone has improper metabolism of Plavix, who's had that catheterization, they could have stent thrombosis and die after proper placement of a stent because they're using the wrong dose of the medication. So you see that genetics cuts across a host of different areas, Tom. Right. Um, Our physicians, do they have the ability now to do genetic testing? So you're my physician and I'm coming to you. Um, one, One I know of is 
people on um, blood pressure medicine. I'm at that age now. Thankfully, I don't need it yet. But a lot of people in my age group, 50 and over, need that. And you hear them, they go to so many different medications because this one's not working, that one's not working. Would it be simpler just to say, you're going to need some blood pressure medicine. We're going to do some genetic testing to see which one is the right one for you, that pharmacogenetics? Yeah, so pharmacogenetics is the area of applying uh, genetics to arrive at the proper uh, medication to utilize. Now, it is very, very useful in oncology, as I talked about, in pain management, in psychiatry. Um, those are key areas that we use a lot of uh, prescriptive examples. It is not as much for high blood pressure meds yet. So I, I don't want to get, the, again, the misunderstanding for your listening audience that all meds, every med can be prescribed as such. I'm not at this moment going to prescribe for your sinusitis infection based upon genetic, genetic testing. testing. Right, okay, right, right. You know, that was like an example. No, I understand that. So there are many things that's useful for, some not yet. Do I think in the not-too-distant future that whole genome sequencing will be done to look at all your genes and arrive at a personalized uh, a menu, as it were, that we know that Tom Woods, whenever he has certain medications, we look at a list, an algorithm, so to speak, and it suggests you would do better with that antihypertensive, with that antibiotic, with that anti-seizure medicine, yes, we are approaching that day, but that's not been fully developed yet. And that's where I think will become the future of precision medicine, that just like in a medical record, and I've been using a for 15 years plus an electronic health record to help me with that. So I look at drug-drug interactions in my record. It, it, it alerts me to drugs that have interactions with each other. It alerts me to people having allergies. I think in the not-too-distant future, it is not science fiction, Tom, that in any doctor who sees you as a patient around your whole healthcare area will have access to one single genetic record to tell you you'd be best for this or this or that drug. And that would be unbelievable I think, for your best health care. What is the delay in it now? Just listening to you, of course, I'm like, I want to be genetic tested and just have it on record. <laughs> but what is the delay? Why, why isn't this happening quicker? Well, is it there are some roadblocks. I mean, many physicians don't know a lot about it. It's a complex area. Genetics is uh, <clears throat> shortchanged both in medical school training and residencies. So we need to get propagation of more information to the physicians in the community. That's actually the goal of the Atlantic Health Initiative, the uh, Jacobs Levy Center that I work for. In many ways, we are out there to help with uh, learning seminars for both the public and for patients alike. We have uh, symposiums two to three times a year to help the physicians community to learn more about it. Secondly, cost. You know, some tests are not that expensive in the $100 range, and some are thousands of dollars, so that can be an issue. Uh, the complexity of testing, uh, I have tried to simplify somewhat for the radio listeners, but it is a little complicated, the lexicon, the language of genetics. So uh, more and more as the newer uh, physician community becomes aware of these tests, that will make it more available as well. And I think the other reason we mentioned earlier, there are some people are afraid of genetic testing. So we have to get people over their fear, that is patients, that this is something that is delving too deeply into something they might or might not want to know. Again, I argue the reverse. It is something you need to know and you want to know in the right circumstances. If you have a cancer diagnosis, you want genetic testing. If you have complex heart disease, you want genetic testing. If your mother and father had a complex neurologic ailment, to me, you want to think about genetic testing. Right. Um, and you can actually ask for this if you wanted to to your doctor when you're when you're diagnosed with cancer or heart disease. You can, if your doctor doesn't bring it up, can you say? 
patients are, I can't tell my doctor what to do. Can people ask for this? Well, they can. You know, in fact, there is a direct-to-consumer movement. I'm not particularly in favor of that, but there's a number of uh, companies out there that have been trying to sell genetic testing directly to the consumer. Uh, fortunately, the FDA has had a lot of oversight in that process. Um, I'm not against people getting genetic testing. You can go to CVS right now, Tom. You may not know that, and do a paternity genetic test to see if someone's the father of a baby that someone had. Uh, it's kind of an odd thing that it's out there. And so about three, four years ago, there was attempts by a number of companies to try to really propagate this directly uh, to patients themselves. Um, I like information. I'm glad people want to get information for themselves, but I worry that if you misinterpret genetic testing, it might say you have a 1.2 times risk of colon cancer based on genetic test, which is almost insignificant, you know, as a healthcare professional. That's almost no big deal, but it could scare someone. So I always think coming to a physician with genetic-based backgrounds, uh, such as my office or the genetic center at Morristown Overlook, with genetic counselors who are most uh, in place to do this type of, uh, of uh, personalized consultations is the best way to go, because I don't know that we're quite at the point yet where a patient gets genetic testing and puts in their own hands and reads it if they'll understand and know what to do with that information. Unbelievable today. <clears throat> I'd love to have you back again, Dr. Palais, to just delve more into this. I'm sure the listeners are going to be sending me emails on it. To um, find out more information, Dr. Palais's office is 973-575-5540. You could visit um, uh, AtlanticHealth.org, look up the genomics program at Morristown Medical Center. Is that where it is? Yeah, at Morristown and at Overlook, <clears throat> we do have that. And uh, we really love to provide information to patients who need that. It's the Jacobs Levy Equity Management Personalized Genomic Medicine Program. And the phone number there, by the way, is 973-524-1898. It can be reached there as well. But again, these are all programs we work together. I'm out to get people to know their genetics. Great. Wonderful. I want to thank you again, everyone, for listening. And I'll uh, be back with you again next Sunday. This is Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Have a wonderful Sunday. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. 